For an audio version of this review, check out Why Watch That Radio on most podcast providers. And you can give us some love by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that. We appreciate your support. All right, so we are here to talk about Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. And the critic is going to tell us if this yeah. movie made him want to dance. I want to feel the heat. You do? With somebody. With somebody. Black strikes upon the hour as the sun begins to fade. Do, do. <laughs> so if you actually like think about those lyrics, they're ridiculous. But it. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of a children's story like <laughs> but that is um that's my second favorite whitney houston song second favorite mm. what's, what's your favorite whitney houston song it's a good question um you fail where's the buzzer yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> terrible you can't come up with one i like i want to dance with somebody mm-hmm I will always love you for as annoying as it is. I think it's a cool song too. Now, see, they're going to come and get you, not me. They're going to come get you. You know, that's number one for her, I believe. And I'm going to dance with somebody's number two single overall. Mm. And then the greatest love of all. Or greatest love of all. Greatest love of all. Right. No, that's not my number one. None of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you give one? the love. Oh, you I the found love. out oh, what I've been missing and right yes yeah that's a good song i love that song but i like dance with somebody too i like that a lot. yeah that song is fun uh, yeah, yeah i've had to pick one that yeah now why are we talking about this a lot of you are going can we get to the review that matters by the way what we just <sighs> talked about matters i will come back to it so you know this is a whitney houston biopic it is sanctioned by her loved ones so how are they going to tell this story now we know a lot about the Whitney Houston story. What are you expecting? Receipts, crack is whack, you know, the uh, Wendy Williams interview, you know, <laughs> who you talking to? You, Whitney, you, uh, you ain't talking to me. I'm a mother. Like, you, like, you know, I heard that on the radio. Uh, producer, I did, I heard it on the radio. I think it was a replay for Wendy Williams. Uh-huh. I was, uh-huh. I was working um, at Barnes and Noble at the time. I'll never mm. forget that. Yeah, I can't. I, I was like, what in the world is going on? So do we get that kind of stuff in this movie? Again, sanctioned by her loved ones. Produced by them. Now, we start in 1983. She's singing in the church choir with her mother, Sissy. Sissy. And of course, you know, Sissy's a professional singer. Sissy's like, you want to do this, you're going to have to do it right. Now, playing Whitney is Naomi Aki, and playing Sissy is Tamara Tooney. Okay, so we start there. And by the way, it is directed by Casey Lemons. It's written by Anthony McCartan as well. So, you know, we're in the church. We have that whole thing. And Whitney also sings back up for her mom. So, you know. One day, her mom has this show, and who shows up? Clive Davis. Yes, he does. Played by Stanley Tucci. Mom sees him and is like, oh, Whitney, I need you to go out there and sing Greatest Love of All. And, like, right before, they, she, you know, they were arguing all this stuff, mom is fine. You know, sissy's perfectly fine. 
So Whitney's like, what are you talking about? You were just like, you know, we were just arguing. What's going on with you? No, no, I can't. You got to help me. You got to help me. So you know what happens there. Now, in between all of this is what will become Whitney's lifelong friend. And you know who that is, Robin, played by Nefessa Williams. What's up with that? Because remember what Robin has claimed about she and Whitney. It was more than a friendship. What do they show you in this movie is the question. They do move in together and all that other stuff. I won't give it away. You'll see how they handle that. So, you know, Robin meets her, you know, it's like, what school do you go to? Oh, oh, you're a sissy Houston's daughter. Oh, you know, Aretha Franklin's like your aunt and Dion Warwick's your cousin. Oh my gosh. So Whitney has this cheerleader in both her mother and in Robin. And we know what happens. I mean, do I really have to go through this? You know that Clive Davis is blown away, signs her, you know, she has a runaway success. She turns to Robin and is like, hey, Robin, why don't you be my assistant and my creative director? However, there's Daddy Houston. Now, we don't hear a lot about Whitney's father, but you get a lot of him in this movie played by Clark Peters. Papa Houston he ain't look he's about that money and he is going to manage whitney's money he's going to give people who work for them credit cards i was like what job is this you just hand out a credit card you don't even give me a budget what's that credit card limit you'll see it this is cd walks and just handing out credit cards if i were whitney houston i'd be like have you lost every ounce of your mind private jets and everything else. Now, he was uh, in music as well. His career didn't take off. He was, uh, you know, managing Sissy Houston. What's their relationship like? And so on and so forth. And keep in mind, Whitney has a a brother and uh, her eventual sister-in-law, Pat. You'll see a smidge, a hair of that. And we just keep going down the line. You have all the hits. You have this whole thing early on where some people, some black people, were saying she wasn't black enough. You know, the music's kind of white. I'm telling you, I'll take that white music. <laughs> Y'all can say whatever you want. I will take the white Whitney music any day and twice on Sunday. I don't know what y'all talk about. That's part of it. It's her interpretation of pop that made it work. And, you know, after that whole thing, I think it was the American Music Awards where she met Bobby Brown, you know, that whole thing. And they were saying all of those terrible things about her. You know, all the people surrounding her were like, forget them. Uh, You were like one of the most successful Black artists ever because of that. Hello. Some of these people, they'd like crabs in a barrel. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. You all know who you are. Yes, you do. So she meets Bobby. What's that like? You'll see. Is it like, you know, just electricity from the beginning? And remember, Bobby is, his, he's been successful on his own. He's like, who's this Whitney Houston chick? Knocking me upside my head. And you know what's going to happen between the two of them. How does that affect Robin? How's that going to go? And then as we move forward, we see early on a little bit of the, okay, how does that continue? (laughs) 
How did it start? Where's it going to lead? And we know Bobby Christina comes in. You know, she witnesses all kinds of stuff. There's one moment when uh, Whitney's talking to Clive and is like, you know, I don't know that taking her out on the road is the best idea. You know, because Clive is like, it's family, all of that. She's like, yeah, but she sees everything. So we know Las Drogas are part of this. And how do they get into Whitney's hands? I'm going to tell you this. Watch it when people are signing autographs. That's what I'll say. Just watch that. Mm-hmm. There might be a certain exchange that you didn't think was happening. All right. So tumultuous times here. She and Bobby, her career, her voice, all of that. You know, this runaway success with the bodyguard comes in. There's something attached to that in her personal life that was hard for her to take. You know, but the bodyguard was a success, as we all know, with that soundtrack and so forth. How did that come to be? What was Kevin Costner's involvement? Uh, you know, her comeback at the end when, you know, she showed up on Oprah. I remember watching that. You get all of that. And it does lead, in a way, to her tragic ending. You'll see how they handle that as well. Because there's this major famous performance, live performance that she did, a medley of songs. They kind of use that uh, to structure uh, the second half, I would say, especially. So there we go. I mean, you know, what am I going to say? But what was the experience of watching Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody? I'll start with this, uh, the performances. I think that Naomi Ackie playing Whitney was a wise decision. Does she look like Whitney? No. Um, when it comes to the singing, it's mostly Whitney singing. So, you know, Naomi is lip syncing every now and then, though. Naomi sings. And I think that the way they used that was smart. When is it Naomi? When is it Whitney? Again, most of the time it's her. You know, because there's a, a scene with, again, early on in the church with her mother, where it's Naomi singing. So, you know, they made some wise decisions with that. Uh, to me, Naomi looks more like Brandy, not, not producer Brandy, but Brandy, the singer, looks more like her, like she could play her. And you would say, okay, they look similar. It's like if Brandy were playing Whitney Houston, that's how Naomi looks. <laughs> okay, that's kind of what it is. But that worked. I think that that was, again, a wise choice. I think when it comes to Stanley Tucci as Clive Davis, I mean, you can't go wrong with Stanley Tucci. You know, he's got all the hair stuff going on, too. Like, all of that works. I completely bought him as Clive in look, in demeanor, and so on. And, you know, you really see that Clive loves Whitney Houston. And early on, he's like, I don't get into the personal stuff. That was a good policy. I wouldn't want to get into that either. Now, when it comes to Robin, Nefessa, and um, Ashton playing Bobby, I think they were wise casting decisions. I think that the they had very little to play, writing-wise. Um, they each have a fight with Whitney. Neither fight worked because on the page it didn't work. It didn't really fit to me in the movie. If we're going to go there, we need to go there. I'll come back to that later. But I do think, rounding out the main cast, that Tamara Tooney and Clark Peters as the parents, that, that was definitely smart because they actually can ground some of this stuff. The writing from them wasn't, a, the writing isn't a good period. Um, but they like grab it 
<laughs> like they're like, we're gonna make something out of this. These parents ain't playing. So they were good to just anchor this movie. And I think when we go away from them a little more, it loses it. It loses it because the writing. Because I want to end on a good note. This is like um, a book report for Peter Rabbit kind of writing. A book report on Peter Rabbit. Now people are going, what is that? If you don't know, you're a good man, Charlie Brown, Charlie the musical. Brown. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not like that because that's better writing. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to say. Like it, it's the kind of thing you would expect from like behind the music. Remember, VH1 did that. Yeah, it's that kind mm. of writing where it's like, do we have any insight? Mm. Like, what are we doing with this? It's just just some sort of pseudo hagiography because they do get into some of the hairy bits of Whitney's story, you know, going to rehab. What was that like? And all the drugs and dealing with Robin, but it's defanged. Like, if you're going to do that, are you going to give us the dirt? Are you going to be unflinching? Right. Are you going to give us any insight? Like if you're going to do it, you have to provide something we don't already know. There's less on the screen than what we know. That's an issue. Like I was saying from the start, there are no receipts in this movie. There's no, I'm a mother. It's like, okay, where is all of that stuff? Like there are little bits of it. There is one early on, early interview she has to deal with. It's just, I don't know. Like there's so many parts of this story that they could get into. They didn't go to the meat of it in a lot of cases. Cause really they're tracking her career. That's what's happening. So if it's attached to certain parts of her career, they get there. They don't deal with all of the movies. They just deal with the bodyguard. So I wasn't quite clear on their choices writing-wise. It was just a paper-thin TV script. But you have movie production values. That's the tension. And what I'll say, since I said, hey, us starting with our favorite Whitney songs, even though you don't have any, um, coming back here. <laughs> Coming back to that, I think that your appreciation for her music will match your appreciation for the movie because it's about the music here. The one thing they have going for them is when the music is going, there is some magic. And I was not anticipating that. There is some magic there. So for me, the first half worked best because that's the part of Whitney's music I like the best. So I think that where the movie matches your musical taste is where you'll like it the best. That's what I would say. I, again, the first half to me, I could gloss over all the writing. I didn't really care because I think they handled that music so well, um, which again, I wasn't quite anticipating, especially with Naomi not doing most of the singing. So that's what I would say to all of you. What do you think about Whitney and her music? That'll tell you what you're going to think about the movie. And just know that, again, your favorite parts of her songs are going to coincide probably with how you receive it. We get the national anthem. Like, all of that stuff is great. But see, I like Whitney up to the bodyguard. That's the time period for me. Then after that, it's a bit of a struggle. Um, and you'll see why. So there we go. It's, you know, it's a hard thing to review because this is really for fans. So again, my final uh, note is the point. 
what are you a fan of? That'll guide you. It fizzles out in the end. I just have to say it really does, unfortunately. So there you go, uh, producer. Which part of this movie do you think you'd like? Do you like early Whitney? Let's try to pin you down. Do you like middle, middle Whitney? So I would even say bodyguard moving forward, maybe in the 90s. Or do you like late Whitney? Definitely the top of this movie is going to be my movie for sure. Yeah. And there is yeah. there is energy. So like, that's the point. There's energy there. It loses mm -hmm. it. And then you're really listening to the writing and thinking about that. Mm -hmm. There we go. So cool. I want to dance with somebody and they may or may not be in this movie. Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.